Welcome to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie. It's a podcast about the nuts and bolts of life in rural Australia. The good, the bad and the beautiful. Alicia Parker, what did you love about being on the farm in Claremont when you were a kid? Oh, so much. Well, school was one of them because we could be in and out so fast and <laughs> get on with the rest of our day. Uh, so that was amazing. And just the freedoms you have that you can, you know, ride a horse or, um, you know, have so many animals and learn to drive when you're five and, you know, all amazing cubbies and adventures that you can go on that, um, you know, city kids obviously have other great experiences that we missed out on. But I think for me, um, those experiences were just amazing. Alicia Parker is a remarkable woman. Her energy is palpable. She's the winner of the 2020 Queensland AgriFutures Rural Woman's Award. Alicia wears many hats. She's a lawyer, she's a businesswoman, a rural advocate, mum, home tutor, partner and co-founder of cattlesales.com.au, an online site for the advertising and marketing of cattle. So it's an online platform for people to advertise cattle for sale. So whether they're coming up at a sale yard or auctions plus or a bull sale um, or they're just for sale off the farm through the yards or, you know, from the paddock. So it was built for livestock agents um, to give them somewhere to put cattle that are available for sale. So you know, you know what's available, not just down the road, which you generally still don't know that anyway, but in the next district or even the next state. What was the need for cattlesales.com.au because there are a range of platforms to advertise your product. Well, in Australia, until our website was built, there was nowhere solely where you could put cattle on and we saw producers using things such as Gumtree, um, you know, to try and advertise a mob of cattle. And when you've got serious cattle transactions, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars and, you know, people are resorting to gum tree to try and put a mob of cattle on there sometimes pretty evident that there was a big gap and also with increasing accreditations like organic and PCAS and you know EU people are willing to travel you know cart cattle further for certain specs so to us it just made sense it works in other industries and we wouldn't operate without those now in other industries so it just made sense that the cattle industry could. Why did you apply for the Rural Woman of the Year award? Well, it was more about the pitching of the project and what we were going to do. So we, Annabelle and I, who co-founded the website, were really keen to bring this technology to the industry and to build what we wanted to build for bull sales. Um, so it was great to have uh, the experience of the award and the networking and, you know, the gaining of extra skills that um, has happened over the last 18 months to deliver that project to industry. Could utilise a platform like this. And what was the project that you put up for? Because the prize that you won was $15,000. 10 it was actually 10. for the last one yeah next going forward it's increasing but yeah we were fortunate to get 10,000 from the sponsors Westpac so the project was to add on to the current uh, functionality of the website and add a tool that livestock agents can use for bull sales and other stud stock sales so essentially um, cataloging, cataloging um, cattle coming up at a sale but with all the technology that's currently available so video multiple photos links to fake Facebook pages, um, uploading the supplementary data on bulls prior to a sale rather than giving it to people on the day of the sale. So really just providing a portal where all that information can go before a bull sale, um, better equipping buyers and allowing studs to actually market their bulls better. Now you won the Queensland Award. How's the project going? When are we going to see the new website, the new information? 
Thankfully, it's nearly finished. So um, we're hoping somewhere around November. We haven't put a date on it yet because you never know with um, technology. So, um, But so far, it's going really well. The build's almost finished and we're looking forward to the testing phase and, and launching it soon. How hard is it to convince the stodgy old cattle industry that it, they need a new tool like cattlesales.com? Well, I think we all know being in the ag industry, you think you need a new tool like a hole in the head. It's, you know, usually time consuming, you've got to change what you're doing or, or it just is useless and doesn't help you. So we were very conscious of that when we built the platform to make sure it was for producers, livestock agents, studs, um, something that they were already trying to do in marketing cattle, but just doing it in ad hoc ways, you know, still was by faxes when we first launched. Um printed ads in newspapers and, like I said, Gumtree. So we just built something that they're already trying to do, but it's actually easier and quicker and got a better market reach. Yeah, And Emma Robinson, you were a uh, Queensland Rural Woman of the Year recipient a few years ago. What is the organisation looking for when Queensland Rural Women, you know, nominate for the project? What AgriFutures is looking mm. for? Um, I, I guess ultimately it's looking for a vision um, so something that's you know beyond um, you know your own your own business, but a but a vision for your industry, a vision for your community, something that women are passionate about, something that's going to move um, that's going to move communities and industries forward. So that real kind of long term view and that those ideas and those innovations that are going to um, really have impact for others. So it's very much a a personal um, journey, but it's really looking at how women are developing and creating things that are beyond themselves and beyond their own businesses that are, that are really something that others can be involved in and build on. The AgriFutures Award now has been going for 20 years under the um, AgriFutures, but for 10 years before that, it was being run by the ABC Rural Department. What do you think it's achieved? I mean, it's evolved enormously. It absolutely has, and I, I guess at the beginning it was about acknowledging women and it was about giving women um, a voice and, and particularly acknowledging women who had, you know, dedicated their lives to working in rural industries and, and, and for their rural communities. I guess now it's, it's really about identifying those, the, you know, those, those new ideas, those, you know, future leaders that are going to create opportunity for others. So I think it has very much evolved and I think it'll continue to evolve and be relevant um, you know, as, it, as it needs to be, as communities and industries sort of continue to develop. Alicia, you didn't win the national award, but you were part of the team of um, winners from each state. And the diversity of projects from fish farming to Aboriginal, learning to bull ride with Aboriginal communities, to cheese making, cheese and wine making. What was the experience of going through the Rural Woman of the Year or Rural Woman Award like? Because, and don't say, oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> well, it was fabulous, but um, AgriFutures has been phenomenal. Like, it literally is the most professional and participant-focused program I've ever been a part of. So they were very intent on us getting something out of the program, you know, ourselves, for our business. It was amazing. But as you said, there was a hugely diverse range of um, projects. You know, Karen in Tasmania is doing amazing work in propagating plants and through to um, Amy in the north who's working with sharks. So there was so much, um, you know, so many different projects. And not one was um, alike. And it was great to meet lots of different women from different states that were doing and juggling uh, different things and certainly, yeah, opened my eyes to a a lot broader network of um, other people that I look forward to doing more with in the future. You're listening to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie. Life on the land can be tough, but the people who live there choose to live where they live. 
and there is a sense of community you won't find in the city. Alicia Parker, I'd have to say though that you probably didn't win the award just for the work that you're doing with cattlesales.com.au. I don't know how you do all the things you do. You've been an incredible advocate for agriculture in central Queensland. What drives you? What motivates you? I think um, this has been something that I've always had since being a small girl and I think it's what led to me um, studying law and being a lawyer in the first place. I think it's just a good link between advocacy um, and agriculture. Like agriculture has been almost under siege for a couple of years, I think. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to, to turn that around. And I think um, it's just that fire to to get the good stories out there about agriculture and get the real truth known and the fairness of that, I think, really partially stems from my interest in law as well. But, yeah, I think that's where it comes from. It, it could come across as very defensive rather than proactive. And that's something I really don't like to see happening um the, the the calls for you know thanking farmers or that defensive angle that people just aren't understanding us or paying attention I think it's more about us just telling the facts and the good stories and and communicating what we actually do because uh, we haven't been very good at doing that and I think we didn't think we had to but we've got to this position where you know we're being viewed a certain way and assumptions are being made and laws are being made and it's impacting on businesses and people personally and families and I think um, you know it's it's solvable simply by telling the facts and mm. and the real stories of the truth of what um, agriculture in Australia is so I hope to see that turn around. Emma you're going um 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 yes. <laughs> Ah, look, I think, you know, any industry has an underbelly, you know, issues that the industry needs to work on and improve. And I think agriculture is no different. So, that, you know, there's always an opportunity for agriculture to do things better. And I think, you know, acknowledging that, acknowledging that we, we don't always get it right, you know, is part of that story. Um, community expectations of us will continue to evolve. You know, what was acceptable 10 years ago may not be acceptable now. That's part of the society we live in. Um, so any industry, you know, is faced with those sorts of challenges. So I think we need to get on board with that. And and, and we're lucky that the time has come for agriculture. You know, the, the stuff, the good stuff that we're doing is what consumers want, you know. So I think there's a natural fit now between you know, doing things better and, you know, monetizing that, that's what consumers are chasing. So, you know, there's some real opportunities that are, you know, win-win that, you know, consumers actually value and producers can build businesses around. So, What makes advocacy work, do you think, in terms of selling the story about agriculture and not in a defensive way? Look, I think it's listening. I think it's, it's, it's really listening to, you know, consumer and community expectations I think it's not just about sort of telling our story. I think it is actually listening to, to you know, concerns and having a conversation around that. For me, I think, you know, being better at listening to what the concerns are, you know, that's part of the solution in terms of being able to, to better share, you know, what we're doing and, and know that we're, you know, we're doing it in, in a better way. What are the concerns as you hear them? think there's real concerns over um, you know how we use our environment and, and community expectations over um, around you know how we how we graze and land management and I think there has to be some meeting of minds around you know producer expectations around their rights and what they can do and and what is acceptable you know from communities and I think you know we've still probably got a little way to go there but we're certainly moving in the right direction. Alicia what are some of the projects that you've worked on that have really worked and what 
what was the message you were trying to give? Probably the work I've done with a true story and two of the biggest things we've done has been the site that we have at the Ecker each year in the Agriculture Hall and just literally inviting people in to learn about agriculture and just to see their mouths drop open and be like, wow, I never knew that or understood it. And it's some, often it's the first time they've ever talked to a real farmer. Um, they find it phenomenal that um, to speak to someone and get the, you know, the, the truth firsthand and to see the looks on children's faces, learning things and enjoying um, some aspects of agriculture was amazing. And uh, the second thing is probably the um, dinners that we've done or events on National Agriculture Day. Uh, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, we've done that in CQ only so far and featured Central Queensland produce on the menus and two years ago it was a dinner under the stars in a wheat stubble paddock and with all sorts of amazing produce from Central Queensland. Yeah. So both of those have been really great to be a part of. Will that be able to go ahead this year? We were hoping to do it. It's sort of boiled down to um, timing this year, you know, waiting to see what's happening with COVID and it's probably maybe left our run a bit late this year to yeah. try and do it. We're also looking to branch out of CQ and bring that um, National Agriculture Day message to the more urban areas. So the hopes we did have for this year, I think we're going to have to postpone for next year, but they're really exciting. So, um, yeah, watch this space. I think 2022 will make a comeback. Okay, the secret to a balanced life as a lawyer... As a business person, as a mum, as a farmer, as a partner, what's the secret to a balanced life? Alicia Parker, winner of the AgriFutures Queensland Rural Women's Award for 2020. I'm just going to throw to Emma on this one. Oh, come on. on. How do you do it? Don't sleep, I guess. (laughs) Being organised helps. Like you have to prioritise and really be able to um, yeah, prioritise what's most important and work down from there and then it just seems to fall into place if you hustle hard enough. Are you able to ditch things aren't, that aren't important that maybe have been important a few years ago? I do struggle with that but I've um, had a mentor that's been trying to help me with saying no to things and, and to yeah, really do things that just align with you know what my goals and passions are because when you like solving problems it's easy to just take on lots of um, projects so yeah I'm learning slowly. And the mentor, where did you come across this mentor? Uh, I was part of the, I just finished the Advancing Beef Leaders um, program a couple of months ago and I was fortunate to be paired up with Richard Rains, um, a god of the beef industry, I guess. So, um, yeah, he's been very kind in imparting some knowledge and yeah. he's very good at telling me just to stop and think for a minute and, and helping me through some of those processes. So I'm grateful to Richard for that. And Emma, you've been involved with Rural Women's, the Rural Women's Award and you're now involved with the AgriFutures as a director what is the key to mentoring look I think it's um certainly being able to say no and I think that's about you know having having that vision of what you want to achieve and being clear to that I think it's also about being able to find some balance making time for yourself I mean mental health is such an you know such so important and we're and we're so much more aware of mental health now so I think that's a key part of of mentoring but I think it's really about having that vision and being able to work towards it and, and being able to identify the stepping stones that you need to get um, so that when that opportunity you know, presents itself, mm-hmm. you're able to grab it. And I think having a bit of a, a view to the future and, and, and what you want to achieve, um, and I think that's – and having someone there that can play a role in, in um, supporting you through that, whether it's you know, just chatting, whether it's helping you to ditch the unimportant things, whether it's you know, helping you know, share opportunities. I think that's you know, just being conscious of – of where you want to get to and how you're going to get there. I think that's probably key. Is successful mentoring a key part of the AgriFutures Rural Woman of the Year Award? 
Absolutely, um, because while the award's very much about, um, you know, projects and, and, and supporting um, the, the finalists in, in, you know, in, in the projects that they're working on, it's, it's really about building capacity long term and, you know, beyond those projects. So it's really about um, building capacity for future leaders, um, whether they, they be community or industry. And so for that to happen, I think you need, you know, you really need that strong support network around you and mentoring is a key part of that. Thanks to Emma Robinson and Alicia Parker for chatting to us today. And I'm keen to see the updated cattlesales.com.au website. You've been listening to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie. Subscribe on your favourite podcast app and leave me a review. Music was composed and presented by Luke Aidney. (laughs) 